And the number one thing that you need to have with this goal is unwavering faith that it is real for you. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Why, hello there. It's me. It's Morgan King, your host of Connect Back In. Um, Hello. It's been a minute. I have not recorded a podcast now for hmm, at least six months, let's just say. Um, I went off, gave birth to a human, and have been in that experience fully immersed. We can talk about that in a little bit. And every moment, I'm thinking of, oh gosh, this would make such a good podcast episode. And then I'd be like too tired and depleted to record anything. So I've just been waiting and pushing it out and waiting for that moment. And it's just so funny. It ended up being six months later. And so much has happened since then for not only my family that I now have, um, for my son, who is about five and a half months old, for my husband, Tyler, um, But for me, I feel as though, and those of you who have children can potentially relate to this, I feel like a different person. The Morgan before baby was a different version of me. And it's this milestone that marks a new. And while I love, love, love being a mom, it is the biggest dream of mine fulfilled. I knew this before I even had a kid. And this just validates that my inner guidance system is spot on with my desires. This is something that has been a long time coming. And I mean, I literally cry almost every time I look at him. He's going to have a complex. Let's just say I constantly tell him how cute he is, how amazing he is, what a miracle he is, how he's worthy, how he's enough, sharing all the things that I've learned in the past few years and that I share in this podcast to instill in him from the get-go, which I'm sure will create a whole other host of problems, (laughs) but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. No one will ever be good enough for my son. No, I'm kidding. Um, But seriously. So, It's been an amazing experience and it's also been very challenging. Not as much being a mom as it was giving birth and that experience in my recovery process. I'm not sharing too much of the details, but essentially I wasn't really able to walk for eight to 10 weeks or so after my pregnancy. And I'm a very active person. Although I've slowed down immensely over the years, I'm a doer. I love doing things. And to not be able to walk further than the restroom was really, really hard, especially with the newborn baby. So my husband had to take on a lot of the responsibilities when it came to like physically doing things. And it was a real challenge. And looking back on it now, I see that whatever it happened for, my perception of it is that it allowed me to really settle in and be present because I was forced to do that. I had to fully surrender and just say, okay, this is the card I've been given. And I'm sure whether you've had a kid or not, there's experiences that you go through where you have been dealt a hand 
that isn't necessarily the one that you wanted. And you have to make the best of that experience while you're in it. You're going to have bad days. But looking back in reflection, once you're out of it, oftentimes you're able to see, oh, okay, that's why that happened. And for me, this experience really allowed me to center in, to be present with my baby. Because I totally would have been like, and I, I even was with this, I was doing more than I probably should have earlier than I should have because everybody's like, well, postpartum is six weeks. And it's like, well, no, it's not. It's way longer and it's all variable. There were women walking by my house who had just had a baby. And I was like, oh my gosh, congratulations. I was just like looking out the door and I'm like, when did you have your baby? And she's like, four days ago. And she's all walking by. She weighs like four pounds. And I was like, uh, but comparison is the thief of joy and I don't know her journey, right? We only see the tip of the iceberg in people. And so there's this 95% of us that's underwater that we can't see her story. Um, I convinced myself to make myself feel better. Please don't think I'm a terrible human, but I was like, she obviously had a surrogate because there's no way that she looks that good and is walking, <laughs> but um, maybe not. And good for her. You know, looking back now that I'm in a better place, I'm like, wow, she's awesome. Like what a amazing human um, to be able to do that in such a short period of time. But I'm also amazing too in the fact that I wasn't. It's not uh, you're better than me or whatever, but all is to say... It taught me so much more about surrendering to the process, letting it be, and slowing down even more than I already was. I mean, we're talking 1% of what I used to be. And prior to what I used, when I say what I used to be, that was already like 40% of the original Morgan that started on this journey. So it was a big, drastic life change, but again, allowed me to slow down. And now I'm kind of picking back up my health. Now I realize what an amazing gift it is to be a healthy, functioning human being. No longer taking that for granted, at least in this moment, which we often do. The things that come normal to us, we're just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's supposed to happen. And then the minute they're taken away, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I have my health or my relationships or whatever it is, right? So lots and lots of learnings. Um, obsessed with my kid, gives me smiles all the time. That's the update there. Um, but today I want to talk about a different way to look at goal setting. It's the new year. I realize it's a few days in. Um, you might be listening to this in June. So I guess it's an evergreen opportunity for you to kind of take a minute and look at the desires that you have or goals, if you will, and see them in a different way. I think a lot of us are taught this smart analogy where it's like specific, measurable, attainable, or I don't know, you, you look it up, Google what smart means, but it's basically an acronym that allows you to figure out a way to build steps to create your goals and make them a reality. This works amazing for some people and I've always struggled with it. And here's why. Um, I'm much more in my masculine energy when it comes to achieving desires. This is something that I've learned to let go of and become more in my feminine energy. And what I mean by that is just like allowing instead of like, this is the process to get from A to B. I will do all the steps. And then if the desire doesn't come, I'm pissed, right? And what happens is I get so tunnel vision focused on the desire that I completely miss out on my life. And I'm like aggravated and frustrated until the desire becomes real. 
So it just didn't work well for me. And I'm like, there, like always, if something's not working for me, I know there's a better way that I just haven't found yet. And once I find it, the first thing I want to do is record a podcast on it because I can't be the only person that's experiencing challenges with SMART goals or the rigid way to achieve our goals in our life, right? So I found this new way through reading books and taking courses. And it's just something that I want to share with you. I've done another episode on goal setting. It's going to be a little bit different than that. I'm just going to walk through a series of six steps that I think are supportive and valuable. And this really isn't about setting your goals. It's about how to get to them, how to make them a reality, if you will. So doing reflection is all good. Maybe go listen to the old goal setting um, episode that I had. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes, actually. So you can go to this episode, look at the notes. You can listen to that first if you need support on, okay, what are my goals? Like, I don't even know what they are. I just know that I'm not happy where I am, right? So maybe you want to lose weight. You want to find a partner. You want to find a new friendship. You want to buy a house. You want to move. You want a career change. You want to start that new business. Like, whatever it is, big or small. It could, or it could be, I want to have more plants in my house. I want to change over all of my Tupperware in my kitchen. Just, there's no bad goal. It's all about what is exciting and fun for you. So the first step here, when it comes to whatever this goal is, and we have this goal because it's a feeling, it's an emotion. It inspires us. It makes us excited. Like, Thinking about that goal coming to life lights you up. It makes you inspired to live life and to wake up and to take on new challenges, maybe go outside your comfort zone, like whatever it is, right? So just figuring out what this goal is. And the number one thing that you need to have with this goal is unwavering faith that it is real for you that it is true for you. Oftentimes what happens when our goal doesn't come to us in the journey that we've decided it should or the timing we decided it should, our brain defaults to the fact that, oh, I guess that's just not meant for me. Or maybe this isn't the right goal I should have. And yes, there's times in which potentially you do reevaluate that, but not from a space of unworthiness, not from a space of, oh, I guess I'm just not enough. That's why I'm not getting this goal. Oh, I'm not worthy to receive this goal. Maybe it's like, you know what? I don't even know if I want that anymore, right? It's from a space of empowerment and knowing that all of your desires are real for you. Please, please, please believe me. I have so much proof, not only for myself, but for my coaching clients, for my real estate clients, and just life in general. And I think once I've been given the proof, it allowed me to strengthen this muscle for myself so that I can be the proof for someone else who doesn't believe, right? You have to have the strongest level of faith for this desire that you will stop at nothing. And initially when I hear that language, I'm like, oh gosh, that means I must work really hard. I must push myself beyond my limits. And that's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying you don't give up on the desire. So something goes wrong. Something goes in a way in which you aren't anticipating. Maybe you're trying to start a new business and you are trying to get a loan 
and every bank has told you no. You've been to 20 different banks. And maybe it's because you're not supposed to go to a bank. Maybe your grandpa is going to fund you the loan. It's not the no that is this desire isn't meant for you. It's that it's a different how in order for this desire to come to life. So don't ever question your desire. It is meant for you. If you want to be a parent and you're like, oh, I'm 50 years old, I'm single, there's no way I'm ever going to be a parent, that belief system is not going to support you on receiving your desire. If you're like, this is a desire that I have, this is real for me, I promise you that a way will be found and it might not be the way that you think it will. So just because the how, the way is different does not mean that that desire is not meant for you or that you're unworthy to receive it or whatever. If you want to make a million dollars a year and you're like, I only make 50,000 right now. How is this even possible? I applied for this job. I can't get this. I can't do that. That is going to keep you exactly where you are. Okay. So now moving on to number two, you're probably like, okay, well, what happens when these things do happen? Okay, so let's go back to the $50,000 example. I think that's a good one. You want to make a million dollars a year. You're only making 50 grand. You're all, okay, there's no way (laughs) this is going to happen, right? You create your belief system. You develop this unwavering faith that this is true for you. You feel into the version of you, which I talk about on the other podcast that I mentioned, that has already achieved this. Because listen, you're not looking for the physical million dollars. I promise you. You are looking for what that emotion brings forward from receiving that million dollars. What does that mean about you? That means that you are financially free. You can make your own decisions. You can go on luxurious trips. You can donate to amazing causes that are close, near and dear to your heart. You can buy a house. You can just live life fully, you know? So that feeling, now attaching that feeling and being like, oh my God, I feel so free. I feel supported. I feel connected to the truth of who I am. That's where your faith comes in. And now number two is when these experiences happen that are outside the way or the how or the plan that you had set forth, you must be grateful for each one of these experiences because it's the means to getting closer to where you want to be. You might be thinking, I'm crazy. And there is a little crazy that is required if you want to go outside the norm. Wayne Dyer calls this the extra mile because it's so easy to fall into the matrix and fall into the trap of woe is me, victimhood, whatever it is. There are people that have had harder circumstances than you that have achieved greatness. Everyone has an example. I don't care where you are in your life right now. I don't care who you are. You are capable of getting and receiving anything that you desire. Say that to yourself over and over in the mirror in the morning until you believe it. Tap into that unwavering faith. And then when these experiences happen, so like, for example, actually, let's go back to the business. The banks turn you down 20 times. Like, that's a lot. That's intense. That's so much to carry. I understand that. Who you become in that process allows you to then receive the very thing that you're going for. So like I said, the grandfather coming forward with the money, it's a way better option. It's a lower interest rate. You don't have to deal with banks and a bunch of paperwork. They are psyched to be a part of supporting you on this new journey. Like 
That's why you keep knocking on the door that's not answering. So the banks are closing the door and grandpa has the door wide open for you. And you just had to figure out another solution by hearing no over and over again that led you to the path, right? So it's a different how than you thought, but then seeing every experience. So that person dumps you, you lose your job, you lose your house, you lose whatever it is. It's really not loss. It's a gain towards the direction that you're meant to flow in. You lose your house. You hate where you live. You don't like your house. You want to move home. I can't move home. There's not going to be any jobs there. I don't have a relationship, blah, 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 blah. But God, how nice would it be to be close to family? I really want to move home. And then you lose your house or something like that, right? Talk about a push in the right direction. But oftentimes, because we're taught that, oh gosh, this is such a bad thing. And yes, it's going to bring forward some challenging emotions. It could be hard. It's going to be, it could be hard to go through that. But ultimately, if you keep your eye on the prize and know that you're fully supported, what is meant for you cannot pass you by and have that unwavering faith, you're able to see every experience and be grateful for it as supporting you to getting you closer to the version of you that you want to be, the emotions, the desire, right? So that's number two. Now, in order to support number one and two, you have to do number three. Doing things that make you feel good is the foundation to support this quote-unquote new way. So in the most dire of circumstances, right, losing your house. That's like that. Our homes mean everything to us. That's why I am a real estate agent. I love the idea of a home. It creates memories. It's a representation of who you are creatively. Um, It's just such a beautiful thing. And it's the foundation of us, right? But what I'm saying is when this is lost and I'm taking care of myself, I'm connecting with like-minded people, I'm working out, I'm drinking water, I'm sleeping enough, that is going to give me the ability to see in that experience that I can be grateful for this because everything's always working out for my highest good and my desire is meant for me and I have unwavering faith. If you try and do that while you're drinking a lot of booze, you're not eating well, you're not sleeping, there are it's going to be impossible for you. You won't have a fighting chance, right? Because that is not supportive to our systems and our bodies. Don't get me wrong. It's all about balance. I'm all about the 80-20. Go have a cocktail, eat a cheeseburger, like do all the things that make you happy. But it's all about balance. You don't eat 50 cheeseburgers and 20 glasses of wine in a sitting, right? I feel like that would be a world record. That's like a wimpy thing. If you don't know who wimpy is, it's like a hamburger cartoon. Um, But oh, geez. Going off topic here. So doing things that are supportive of you to you. And you're the only one that knows what this is. Like it could be doing yoga once a week and that's all you need. For me, I need sleep. I need water. I need to move my body. I need to listen to something positive and I need to read affirmations. And I need most of this done before I do anything else because it's the foundation for my day. And when I don't do those things, which these past few months, I have not done them every day. I haven't meditated as often and I can totally tell it's like such a dramatic difference in my day and it makes life hard. I make life hard. Life is not hard. I make it hard 
because I'm not supporting myself, thus coming forward to every experience with shit energy. So taking time, sitting down and being like, what makes me feel good? What fills me up? Maybe it is having a glass of wine and watching the sunset, like whatever it is that's completely unique to you. I say this a lot. You are the only you there is. You are the only you there ever will be. Let that sink in. And that's why you have your own unique desires and things that make you feel good. So allow yourself to just explore what that looks like to you if you don't have any self-care practices and put things in place and even mark them on your calendar as a priority and watch your life change. It's miraculous what those like half hours a day can do for you. So that's number three. Number four, do not share your goals with anyone unless they believe in you as much as you believe in you. Expressing to someone who's incredibly broke and has a shit money mindset, I want to make a million dollars, is not going to be supportive to you for your goal because they're going to throw at you all of their stuff about money. Are you serious? You think you can make a million dollars? You know how hard that is? You know how few people make a million dollars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just keep things locked tight is kind of the analogy here. Only share your goals with people who have either achieved them already, so they believe in them wholeheartedly, or like your cheerleader of cheerleaders who's going to not only believe in you, but maybe inspire you that, yeah, I can do this, okay? I just heard my kid make a noise, so I'm going to get distracted here. So I'm going to try and wrap this up quickly. (laughs) He's napping right now. You got to fit it in where you can, you know? Okay, number five. Find proof of others who have done what you're looking to do, no matter what it is. And it can be very specific. Um, For me, I actually couldn't find, and you know, that's not true. I'm sure I could find someone. I stopped looking because in my search of looking for a spiritual real estate agent in Southern California who also loves spiritual development and recording podcasts and speaking and coaching, it's a very niche thing. And I wasn't able to find that. And that actually brought me down. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe it's not a thing. Like, am I the only one that has this? And then I use these processes and realize that like, this is my path. I'm the only me there ever is and ever will be. So I can figure out my own way. So I am that version of me, my higher self. When I meditate and I look at her, she's the person that I look at as the proof of what's possible. But for you, it could be like, I want to start a bakery. And you find a bakery and you research the individual, you don't even have to connect with them one-on-one in person. Like you could just see their story and be like, oh my gosh, that's so incredible. Something that's coming to mind right now, I wish I knew the name of the restaurant, but there's this woman who had a business with her husband. They ended up getting a divorce because like money laundering issues or something along those lines. He ended up going to jail. She lost her business. And then they they proceeded with the divorce and she all she wanted to do was own a restaurant. And because of those circumstances, which she could have seen as not working out for her, I'm not supposed to own a restaurant. She said no. She moved to this super small town in the East Coast, opened up this restaurant, and they're only open a few months of the year. And it is booked out solid. And the only way that you can get a reservation is by sending in a like card that you've decorated with like a note requesting one. And then they draw names and they book out for months in advance. 
And everyone said she was crazy. She's not going to be successful. It's too small of a town to have that culinary experience. And now she's booked out, creates her own schedule, does whatever she wants because she had that desire and trusted that it was meant for her. So if something like that's such a unique, amazing, inspiring story because she didn't quit. She had unwavering faith. She was grateful for every experience and knew it was getting her closer to where she wanted to be. So find proof of others who have done what you're looking to do as a way to strengthen your muscle while you're in the process of figuring it out. I think it's important to find people who have potentially faced challenges so that you're like, okay, they did it and they kept going. I can do it too. Like keep your eye on the prize. The last one is probably one of the most important ones. They're all very important. They kind of work in tandem, but be open. There are various ways in which your desires can come to life as I've mentioned kind of with number two, being grateful. As you're chasing an emotion, this actually isn't the thing, right? Like I said, it's just how you feel because you've received this thing. So it's not necessarily the desired outcome that you have set for yourself. So like I use the example of the million dollars, like that could be a representation in the emotion sense of the freedom the feeling supported, knowing everything's always working out for me, that my desires are real, right? Like if that came to life, what if the million dollars could be a representation of abundance in any area of your life? So just looking out for opportunities that bring forth the emotions that you're chasing versus necessarily the the physical form of that goal, if that makes sense. This isn't not keeping your eye on the prize. This isn't reducing your faith because ultimately we're all chasing the emotions. And zinger, you can have those emotions now by tapping in and connecting. And in that episode that I will link that I keep referencing, I want you to be that version of you that has already received. Act as if it's already true for you because not only is that going to bring forth the results that you're looking for in your life, but it just makes the journey so solid and so fun and things come along and you're like, cool, that desire manifested for me. Awesome. What's next? Because we always are growing and learning. We'll always want new things. You're never going to get it done. You're never going to get it done. You make that million dollars. Now you want $2 million. Now you want a billion dollars, right? Like, that's okay. That's who we are as human. That's why we're here is to expand and to grow and to experience life in the way in which we were designed to, which is only determined by you. You are the only one. So I hope this was helpful. Let me do a quick little recap here. Number one, have unwavering faith. I promise you, your desire is real. What is meant for you cannot pass you by. Please, please know that you are worthy and you are enough of what you want. Number two is be grateful for every experience. This means you're getting closer to where you want to be. Number three, doing things that make you feel good so that you can be the foundational support that you need in order to have unwavering faith and see every experience with gratitude. Number four, don't share your goals with anyone unless they believe in you as much as you believe in you. Number five, find proof of others who have done what you're looking to do. And number six, be open to the ways in which this can come to life for you. So happy new year. I hope you enjoyed the return podcast. I'm hoping to record every other week or so, but 
if anything, more consistently. I'm setting up some exciting guests for the coming months. And I wish you the best year ahead, 2023, no matter what it looks like for you. It doesn't need to be the best year ever. How about let it just be what it is and know that it's there for you to get you closer to where you want to be. So thank you so much for listening and until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In and thank you for listening.